or sharks. We ricochet down through the clouds, and suddenly we're clear of them, descending rapidly but seemingly still in control. The PA system bing-bongs, and the pilot is back on the airwaves. We've decided we'll try and give it a go anyway. His voice is alarmingly casual. I suppose he's hoping to reassure us, but his words couldn't be more worrying if they'd been spoken with a slur and preceded by the phrase, "'Last sot it.' Though we've spent the last two hours flying over land, we're now very close to something that looks like the sea. I can see white tops on the waves. I can see individual drops of water, but no sign of land anywhere, as we go into an abrupt gung-ho bank to the right that suggests our man is a frustrated fighter pilot who failed the psychological profiling. All around me, passengers are exchanging panic-stricken glances with complete strangers with whom they've so far been scrupulously avoiding any kind of eye contact. And now, there it is in front of us. The rock itself. Massive, grey, broody, windswept, but above all, very solid-looking. The PA pings back on. I'm afraid this may be a little bumpy. And that's it. He's gone quiet. Perhaps one of the stewards has managed to force a towel into his mouth before he could add, but I really couldn't give a toss. We're hurtling flat and low across the water, straight towards the rock. Why are we so low? To get below the radar? Are we going to bomb it? They're on our side, aren't they? We're so low over the spray that I can feel it on my face. Or is that just the Estonians crying? And now, there's the airstrip, straight ahead of us, immediately beneath the enormous bulk of the rock. At close range, it really does look dauntingly dense. If we do hit it, it seems unlikely we'll have the option of surviving for ten days by eating each other. A brutal gust of wind strikes the plane, tipping the wing on my side up towards the rock, then down towards the seabed. We take another belt, then another, and now it's rolling crazily, feeling as if we're about to flip over, like one of those Egypts who fly upside down over Biggin Hill for charity on Bank Holiday Monday. We're dropping ever lower, rolling from side to side in newer and scarier ways, when without warning the G-force sucks back our stomachs and flattens out our internal organs like offal on a dinner plate, as we surge into a steep last-minute climb. I can see people in Gibraltar going to work in their cars and thinking, what in God's name was that? But they're receding rapidly into the distance as we climb back to a safe, or possibly unsafe, height. Confident now that he's given the Red Baron the slip, our man is back on the PA, but sounding strangely low-key and matter-of-fact. Well, as you can see... Pause. We were unable to land at Gibraltar. We'll keep you posted. He sounds curiously post-orgasmic, and we have to suppress dreadful images of what's been going on in the cockpit. Ten minutes later, we're dropping down over calm sea and miles and miles of pristine deserted sandy beach to land in Tangier, which is where I want to be tomorrow, but not today. As I'm wondering whether to accept the fact that I'm already in Morocco and save myself the bother of going back to Europe by plane just so that I can come back to Morocco by boat, the pilot comes back on the speaker 
and says that we are just refueling. We can't get off until we arrive at our new destination, which may or may not be Malaga. Terrific. I'm going to spend the rest of the day retracing my steps so that I can pay extra money to come back here a slower way first thing tomorrow. Good plan. And can I ask you please not to use mobile phones while we're refueling, he adds. The Winnie the Pooh businessman immediately gets out his mobile and phones Kirsty at head office to tell her she can't call him with any messages for the foreseeable as we're on the runway at Tan Bloody Jeer and aren't allowed to use mobiles for safety reasons. The call continues for about seven minutes while he explains to Kirsty exactly why it is that he isn't currently able to use the mobile and would she be a poppet and call Jonathan direct and tell him it looks like he's going to have to cancel the 2.30 with telecom